Welcome to We Don't Owe You Shit with me, Caden Coleman. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe to this podcast. And leave a comment, damn it. I want to know what you think. Welcome to We Don't Owe You Shit. This week is a good week. I hope everybody's feeling great, doing well. And even if you're not feeling that great or doing that well, just know that better days are to come. You've probably survived worse than this, and I know you're probably tired of having to survive. That being said, better days are on their way. I know for me it's been kind of a a rough um, couple of weeks, to be honest with you. It's been a little rough, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I'm here. I'm here with y'all, so yeah, that's where we're at. So uh, this is going to be my first time I'm introducing a new segment called Ask Caden. And so I have it set up to where you can email me a question. Uh, If you need advice, you have a question about me, for me, Uh, a general question. The question really can be about just about anything. Of course, I have my boundaries, so keep it cute, but transparency, right? If you would like to submit a question, the email that you will send it to is ask, A-S-K, Kaden, K-A-Y-D-E-N, at transgender, that's D-A, time.com. If you're following me on my socials, you can literally just click on the link in my bio. And if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the Ask question, uh, the Ask Caden submission box, and you'll be able to submit your question from right there. And now it's time for Ask Hi, my name is Corey. My pronouns are she, her. I've been dating this guy for about four months now, and he's everything I could ever want. He's attentive, responsible, checks in on me, nurtures my creativity. I've been on cloud nine, but the turtle has been peeking its head lately. It's a poop joke. But I also mean he's been showing signs of being transphobic. It's like if I let him talk enough without interruption, he just spews nonsense. My best friend Leah is trans. He's met her and thinks he's cool, thinks she's cool, but I don't think he knows. Should I tell him and let him question the budding friendship he has with Leia or leave it alone and let things continue as normal? Sincerely, Stuck. Corey, this is a tough one, but I'm very happy that this is my first question. Here's the thing. I would suggest that you talk to him about him being transphobic. I think if your friend Leia is a good friend to you, which you're saying that's your best friend, then you wouldn't want her to be in harm's way about around someone who could either be emotionally, mentally, or physically harmful to her. You say you don't know that he knows that she's trans. What would happen if he were to find out? And the reason why I ask that is because anyone who has trans people living just rent free in their minds that way, uh, to me, is dangerous. 
I know for me, I wouldn't want to date anyone who was transphobic or homophobic or racist or anything, ableist, any of those things, because that doesn't align with who I am. A lot of the times, you know, we let the way people treat us, especially in the honeymoon phase, overshadow the blaring red flags that they have. I would suggest talking to him, one, about his transphobia and where you stand as far as your ideas and your beliefs towards the trans community and see what he says. And then I would talk to your best friend about how she would feel about you outing her, essentially, to your boyfriend. Because it's not about you or your boyfriend. It's not about your relationship with him. It's about your best friend's safety, first and foremost. If he's not willing to compromise or hear you out, um, no matter how good he treats you, it might be time to go. And I'm just being honest, because would it be up for debate if he were blatantly racist? Probably not. So I would think of, think of it along those lines. I hope that helped. All right, let's move forward. I don't know why I'm closing my iPad like the podcast is done. I don't know what's wrong with me. Okay, so on to this week's topic. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm fat. And before you want to fix your fingers to type, Kaden, you're not fat or anything of that nature, please be clear in the fact that fat is not a derogatory slur, even though people do use it as such. I am fat. I never said I was ugly. I never said I was insecure. I never said I was unhealthy. I never said I don't like myself, but I'm fat. And I've always been somewhat plump my whole life. I was definitely brought up to feel as though I should be ashamed of my body if it didn't fit into the societal standards of what my body should look like. And it, it did a number on me because even in, I remember very vividly in middle school and high school, having an active eating disorder. Anytime I felt like I gained even a little bit of weight, I would starve myself. And I'm not kidding. Like I would have like an apple slice or two a day and I would lose so much weight. And I remember specifically in high school, I would gauge whether or not I needed to starve myself by taking a bandana, folding it in half, and tying it around my waist. And if I could tie it around my waist comfortably, then I could eat. If I couldn't, then there wasn't going to be no eating for me. Um, I would lose weight so rapidly that people would ask me if I was sick. And to me, that was a good thing. Keep in mind, I was in sports. I was active. I was in shape. But because of what was instilled in me as a child, um, 
any little bit of fat on my body made me feel disgusting. Um, and I don't think we talk about, I think we spend so much time, I think we spend so much time shaming fat people for being fat that we don't spend enough time figuring out why we feel the need to shame fat people for being fat. We don't talk about the fact that we think that we're taught to think that fat people are lazy and gluttonous and just don't care about themselves and like they're the bottom of the barrel. And if somebody were to choose a fat person, then that fat person should basically thank their lucky stars. Um, and then we need to also think about how fat phobia bleeds into very important aspects of our lives, specifically uh, medical transphobia. I'm sorry, look at me. Medical fat phobia, specifically medical fat phobia. Medical fat phobia is something that we're just now starting to dabble in. And I do have my own story. Uh, I remember a year and a half ago. So it was sometime around October of 2021. I was having some issues where I had some tenderness uh, right around where my gallbladder is supposed to be. And it was starting to worry me because it was ongoing and um, it was tender to touch. Like I could feel it when I laid down. It was just really uncomfortable. So I set, it a, a set, I set a doctor's appointment. And of course, you know how doctor's appointments go. So it was really up in the air about where I would, when I would be able to go into the doctor. So in lieu of going to the doctor, I decided to go to urgent care. And I went to urgent care and I'm explaining my symptoms and everything. And the doctor, she was just kind of looking at me in a way that made me uncomfortable. And when I got done telling her now to be very specific here, to be very clear, at this time, I was active in the gym. I was sometimes going to the gym twice a day. I was working out. I was eating right. Okay. Um, I had lost a total of like 40 pounds at that point, but I was never asked any of that. Right. And, um, we, I went there and she was talking to me about my gallbladder and she was telling me how I needed an ultrasound for my gallbladder and how I would still need to go to my primary care physician because they didn't have an ultrasound machine at that particular urgent care. I was able to get a doctor's appointment the next day. However, before all of that happened, the doctor told me that it was probably just my gallbladder and it really wasn't anything to worry about and that all I needed to do was lose some weight and eat healthy and everything should be fine. And she dismissed me. Um, there was no urgency. There was no nothing. She basically told me, like, if you want you can make an appointment with your uh, primary care physician and see about getting an ultrasound for your bladder. But in all truth and honesty, if you just worked out and lost some weight, the pain would go away. 
if I were anyone else, I probably would have taken her advice and just went about my life. But I didn't. I decided to see if I can get an emergency appointment at my primary care physician, which I did. I went the next day and she ordered me the ultrasound and all of that good stuff. I went and got the ultrasound. After I got the ultrasound, about a week later, I got a call from the doctor's office. Anybody who's ever gotten any test run at a doctor's office knows that no call is good news. A call is bad news. So when I got this call, I was, I was a bit concerned, but I wasn't too, too worried. Uh, they called and they told me that they saw a, an abnormal mass on my kidney, which confused me because, what? We were looking at my gallbladder. Anyway, they were like, they wanted me to go in and get a MRI with contrast so they could really see what was going on. I kind of put it off. I'm not going to lie, y'all. I kind of put it off. It was probably about two or three weeks later by the time I got to got into the MRI. I went to the MRI, did the contrast, and it was the day before uh, Thanksgiving, actually two days before Thanksgiving. I got a call from my doctor's office, but it was my actual doctor. Again, anybody who's ever gotten any medical tests done knows that Okay, no call is a good thing. A call from like a nurse or a nursing staff is like, eh. A call from the doctor is like, hold up, wait a minute, let's go. So the doctor called and I could tell by her voice that something was wrong. And she informed me that the mass that they saw in my kidney was in fact renal cell carcinoma. I found out two days before Thanksgiving in 2021 that I have cancer. This is the same spot that I was having the tenderness at, and this is the same issue that that doctor told me that all I had to do was eat right and lose weight. And that is how so many people who are fat end up misdiagnosed and underdiagnosed because when even medical professionals see us, they see fat and they see unhealthy and they think that losing weight is the key to all of our issues. And that is violent. Because every time I think about it, I get upset because if I had chosen to just listen to that doctor and shrug it off and take my ass to the gym and work harder, I would be undiagnosed walking around with cancer in my kidney. I think that <clears throat> a lot of the toxic energy around people being overweight, and I use quotation marks because overweight is subjective. And we know that even in medical spaces that the body mass index tool is rooted in white supremacy and it's racist, it's anti-black because it does not take into account any type of cultural or ethnic differences, right? The body mass index is based off of a white cisgender man. And which makes no sense because 
How? How? Like, how? Telling people that they're basically, they need to be emaciated. <laughs> because I know some people, you know, black people and brown people, we tend to be shaped differently. We carry weight differently. It's just the way that things go. So telling people that they need to lose weight or that they're obese because they don't have the same amount of body fat as a cisgender white man is anti-black and racist. Um, at your mammy, I'm not here to uh, debate that. The way that that toxicity bleeds into society is that Everybody believes that if you're not super thin with a flat stomach, then you're automatically overweight. And in the age of social media now, uh, what we end up dealing with is people feeling like they're entitled to judge you and treat you like shit because you're not slim. And they always do it under the guise of health. Oh, you're unhealthy because you're fat. As if skinny people can't be unhealthy. As if fat people can't be healthy, you know? Um, and that kind of leads me into my next kind of topic, which is fat phobia on social media. Now, everybody who knows me knows that nine times out of 10, I don't have a shirt on. I hate wearing shirts because they're super constricting around my neck area and I have a lot of sensory issues. And a shirt that I put on this morning that felt perfectly comfortable will feel like it's choking me within the next few hours. So I'm usually not wearing a shirt. And, you know, I have a decent little following on TikTok and I get on live just about every day doing uh, normal things around my house and whatnot. And, you know, basically, you'll just have random people coming in and telling me that I'm bad bodied and that I'm shaped bad and that I need to put a shirt on and that there's kids on this app and how inappropriate it is for me to not have a shirt on. And you don't see them saying that to men who have their shirts off, who have six packs and are considered to be traditionally attractive and traditionally uh, having a nice body. You know, I'm not a thin skinned person and I know that I'm fat, but that's bullying. Like that's straight up blatant bullying. Literally yesterday I was on live. I'm cooking dinner for my daughter and I got on live because I hadn't been on in two days cause I was super busy. And somebody said, Oh, wow you must have been a really bad-bodied woman. Which was very strange to me because what, why? The last time I identified as a woman, I was in my early 20s, I was in great shape, and I hadn't had two kids. Um, not to mention there are things that happen to your body when you're pregnant that give you no control over what your body ends up looking like. For me, it was my abdomen being split in half 
and I have to get it sewn back together in order for my stomach to not protrude the way that it does. Does that mean that I have to cover it up to make everybody else comfortable? Hell fucking no. I'm allowed to be comfortable. If you don't like what you're seeing, don't look. But it makes me think about people who aren't like me, who, who would really be hard on themselves if somebody said something like that to them. People on social media making it seem like fat people are undeserving of love and that like being fat must automatically mean that fat people are insecure. I remember I did a video on TikTok a while back and it was just me doing like my regular hygiene routine, which involves me being in my underwear. And I prefer briefs. You want to know why? Because they don't roll up on your thighs. They're just comfortable. I prefer briefs. And I didn't have a shirt on. I literally just had underwear on, just like a lot of people do on that same, very same app. And I'm sure the people who made these comments were well-meaning, but I got called brave an uncomfortable amount of time. And there were people who were also fat saying, I wish I could be that brave. And the only thing I could think was, why is it considered to be brave to live in my skin? And it's because society has made it so daunting to be fat that you literally are considered brave or courageous to do the very same thing that everybody else is doing, which is existing in your skin. That the purpose of that video had nothing to do with my body. I was showing my skin and get ready routine, but the focus was on my body. It also makes me think of, and I literally just saw this today and, um, there is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, young lady who um, was on, I believe she said it was Hinge. And she, uh, a young man swiped right on her. Her name is Jasmine, Jasmine's Garden 23, at Jasmine's Garden 23 on TikTok. And she was talking about uh, the man who swiped right on her. And she says she has three specific questions that she asks when somebody swipes right on her. And the first one is, what made you swipe right? But when she clicked on his profile, um, she saw the man was actively fat phobic. He was actively fat phobic. And he basically was like, if you're over 200 pounds, then don't waste your time and blah, 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 blah. Which to me screams little dick energy, but whatever. Anyway, um, he said something about he must have been thinking of with his penis. And to that, she was like, oh, okay, well, she basically made a joke because like, why do, why do men think that comments like that are okay? I have no idea. Anyway, he starts going off on her, calling her all types of fat bitches. Hold for, hold for uh, audio. Got really bad after that. How does it feel to only be able to take selfies, fat bitch? 
You're not even happy with your body, bitch. You gotta take selfies, nigga. Shut your insecure ass up. You need 300, you need 3 million fucking following to make yourself feel better about yourself being a fat whore when you could literally put down the peanut butter, bitch, and hit the fucking gym. Fuck you. Stupid fat fuck. Imagine walking around with all this toxin in your body and then you're calling another man a fuck boy. Ain't no way you make more than 50k a year. The universe don't fuck with you, bro. You're not aligned with the universe at all. You're fat as fuck and you need to go to church, honestly. You're not even spiritual because your body doesn't even fucking like you. The way in which he got angry is honestly scary because you know that if that were in person where he got rejected by what he described as a fat, disgusting person who God doesn't love because she doesn't love her own body and she's unhealthy and she needs to back away from the peanut butter and all that stuff. You know that if that were in person and God forbid in front of his homeboys or something like that, he probably would have caused her some sort of physical harm or killed her. And because a lot of the reason why, I mean, women of all shapes, sizes, and colors, and ethnicities, and etc., have to deal with that anyway. But I want to speak specifically about fat women. And the reason why I want to is because people regard fat people, specifically fat women, as disposable, as though they are to be discarded, as though if they are, like I mentioned earlier, if you, if somebody hits on a fat woman, that she should count, you know, count her lucky stars and be like, oh my God, me? You're paying me attention? And get on her knees and kiss that man's feet. And if she doesn't, then he's embarrassed because how dare a fat woman who isn't worth anything not take heed to his advances? That's scary, you know? Um, beyond the fact that we need to be holding men accountable for the way that they treat women and the way that they get violent with women and the way that they can't handle rejection, the way we need to be teaching these men emotional maturity and having them understand that they are not owed shit, um, beyond that, we need to be unlearning fat phobia and teaching these men that fat or not people's lives matter and using fat to try to diminish somebody's character because you're embarrassed is absolutely not okay so where does fat phobia come from i kind of touched on it when i talked about how uh, the BMI chart is based on whiteness. It's based on white, thin bodies. And it doesn't take into account cultural differences, uh, the way that people's bodies are shaped, the way that people other than white people carry their weight. Um, it also, it, it's all rooted from white supremacy. 
um, the way that our bodies are judged are based, is based on whiteness. I remember growing up in the 90s, you know, I'm 37 years old now. And I remember growing up in the 90s and man, you had to be thin, 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 thin. And if you had booty, you couldn't fit into a pair of jeans because back in the 90s and the early 2000s, baby, they were wearing hip huggers and shit like that, right? You weren't supposed to have ass. You weren't supposed to have hips. You were supposed to thrive to be as thin as you could. Even down to the way that we wore our hair, we wanted to have long, stringy <laughs> hair that we could just wet and walk out of the house and natural hair wasn't okay. And our beauty standards are rooted in white supremacy. And though we are now starting to become aware of the ways that white supremacy is our, our societal standard, um, we still, as a society, despite knowing how harmful that is, we still judge people based off of this white supremacist idea of what our bodies are supposed to look like. And that is so harmful because everything else is also rooted in white supremacy. So the more you don't fit into societal standards of what an ideal um, attractive person is supposed to look like, cisgender identified, um, thin or fit, um, you know, a certain aesthetic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, when you're fat, that automatically puts you lower on the totem pole for who is deserving of respect and basic equity and who is deserving of care and that can be a matter of life or death for some people. And I just don't think people understand the intricacies and the depth to which that goes. So what can we do? Like, what can we do to unlearn fat phobia? Um, the truth is, in my eyes, uh, the ways that we dismantle fat phobia is through radical acceptance. Accepting that you do not have to want to fuck somebody. You do not have to be aroused by somebody's presence or the way their body looks to have kindness and empathy and to treat them like a human being. You do not have, somebody's body does not have to be appealing to you for you to treat them with basic respect. Somebody's body does not have to be thin for them to be healthy. Somebody's body does not have to be thin for them not to have any other health issues. I think that accepting that different bodies exist and have always existed and are okay is the way that we dismantle fat phobia. And if you're a thin person who sees people bullying people or attempting to bully people for being fat, you need to be calling them out calling for these, for these clothing companies to make clothes that fit different kinds of bodies. You know, like that is the way that we start to acknowledge that fat people exist and that fat isn't a bad word and that people aren't 
beautiful for a fat person. People aren't smart for a fat person. They're just beautiful and smart and they just happen to be fat. And that those two things can exist together. I'm gonna leave it off there. Um, I really appreciate you all for listening. I want you to start sounding off and leaving reviews and comments. Let me know what you think of this episode. Follow me on social media at CadenXOfficial all across the board. For those who do leave comments, I will be shouting you out in the upcoming episodes. If you are a subscriber on either TikTok, Instagram, or Patreon, I will start shouting you all out. Thanks again for listening and I hope you have the day you deserve. Peace.